What's good, everybody? This is your host, BJ Rad, and you're listening to In the Moment Podcast. This is a podcast where we let go of the past, worry less about the future, and focus ourselves in the present. Today's topic is facing fear and making moves. Facing fear and making moves. We are truly excited about this first guest. Our guest today is my good brother and friend of 15 years. Ooh, that's a long time. My 15, goodness. 15 <laughs> amazing years, man. Mr. Lewis Keys. Hey. Yeah. What's happening? <laughs> not only is my brother, not only is he my brother, I'm tripping, not only is he my brother, but he is a man that wears many hats, y'all. Um, do you mind if I brag on you for a second? Go ahead. <laughs> many hats. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> now, I ain't gonna lie to you. It's too many sometimes. <laughs> man, man. But you're doing it, man. You are doing it. This man, first and foremost, you know, he's a believer of Jesus Christ. And so he is a, a follower of Jesus. Um, he is also a husband to wellness coach, Isoki Shante. And father to their beautiful five children. Five of them. Five of them. They say number five is great, so. You know, I got five on it. <laughs> you, <know>. <laughs> you do. <laughs> I got five on it. Yes, you do. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Not only is he a father and a husband, but he's also an amazing vocalist. This is kind of where we met, you know, singing. Singing in high school, singing in college, man. Just all around good guy. He was actually featured on the song Couldn't Hear Nobody Pray from the Birth of a Nation film soundtrack. Yes, sir. He's a son, brother, mentor, and one that will crack jokes. Don't come for him. Don't do it. Oh, you better believe it. I'm on you. <laughs> I'm on you. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. Lewis was born and raised right out of Texas, but now he resides in California as a youth pastor at the Center of Praise Ministries under the leadership a founder and uh oh, founder and bishop Parnell M. Lovelace Jr. Shout out to COP fam. What's up? Yes, sir. Today, Lewis is going to share his in the moment experience of taking that leap of faith and uprooting his family to live in California, a place unfamiliar yet full of opportunity. Let's welcome my brother Lewis Keys. Hey, what's up? Clap hands. Clap hands. Put your hands together. Clap hands. <laughs> Clap oh, hands. Boy, you are silly. Well, how's it going, man? How's it going? Bro, man, I'm I I I ain't gonna lie to you, man. It has been it has been an interesting past what seven months, dog. Man. It has, man. With everything happening with COVID, bruh, with you know, with police brutality and injustices <laughs> happening all around us. Uh, and protests left and right, and people dying. Yeah, um, I mean, it has it has been a difficult seven months, but it has been a it has been an enlightening seven months, man. Eye opening, yeah. seriously. It has really been eye opening. And and I honestly, man, I can I can truly say, man, twenty twenty. If you don't come out of twenty twenty with something, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. <laughs> 
listen, it don't matter if you don't come out of 2020 with something, whether it be more money or or a better understanding of your life and your purpose, something. If you don't come out of this year with something, you slept. You were asleep. I'm telling you. But overall, man, I've been good, though, bro. I really have, man. God has been faithful. Yeah. Lord has been kind, man. Um, keeping me and my family in good health and good strength. Mm-hmm. Um, I ain't got no complaints, honestly. And it wouldn't it wouldn't it wouldn't help if I did complain. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds like you're in a pretty good headspace, man. With all that's going on, I mean, uh, this is like perfect opportunity for people to really get down to the nitty gritty of just you know, the essence of themselves or anything, which is why, you know, I'm starting this podcast in the first place. I really am. So kudos to you, man. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Well, let's dive in. Let's get right to the question. Who am I about to dive in? Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Every time somebody say, man, let's dive in. That's all that come to my head. <laughs> boy, boy, boy. Yes, sir. Yes. So pertaining to the topic, uh, just sure. to remind our our listeners, facing fear and making moves, all right? And so, particularly, we're going to talk about you making that big, giant step and leap uh, from moving you and your family from Texas to California. Mm. Oh, yes. So, like, that's... Going there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the memories are coming already. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yes, Lord. Yes, all the thoughts. And so that's what we are going to talk about and like dive in. So let's go in. So question one, help people uh, paint the picture, like paint the picture for the people like before the move. So like uh, where were you in, like before you moved to Cali? Uh, where were you mentally? Where were you spiritually? Where were you emotionally like before making that decision to make that move? <laughs> Well, right on, man. Well, let's let's hop into this. Uh, I, uh, so straight up, 2017, man. So 2017, if we go back, um, well, I won't go back. 2016, man. 2016, uh, the latter part of 2016 was difficult. Really, starting in the middle of 2016, around May, 2016, uh, was difficult because uh, my sister had gotten incarcerated. Mm-hmm. Uh, mid 2016 and so we had to take in we my, my wife and I we took in her four children along with our three so we had seven kids in the house total mm-hmm. along with us uh, and so we had you know that was a trying time and I mean our our marriage was tried we were tried emotionally mentally financially um, spiritually even you know, I found it difficult to pray. I found it difficult to read. Mm. I found it difficult to do simple things. Each day, I dreaded getting up. Each day, I I just dreaded getting up because mm. it was just going to be stress and go, go, go. Mm-hmm. You know, and so um, 2017 rolls around. Beginning of 2017, um, I lose a good friend of mine mm-hmm. to cancer. Mm-hmm. And that you know, I spent the last two weeks with her of her life at the hospital with her just about every day mm-hmm. and lost a friend of mine to to cancer. Mm-hmm. And then a month later to the date that I lost my friend, my sister found we found out that she would be released mm-hmm. from prison, which was a blessing. So um, we, you know, 2017 was rolling and, you know, things were moving, but they weren't progressing. Mm-hmm. You know, if you ever been in that place where things are going, mm-hmm. but they're not, 
they're not elevating. They're moving forward, but they're not, they're not moving upward. Mm. And so we were, you know, things were moving and nothing was progressing. You know, I was applying to different jobs and, and I was in, still at, 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 at in, in seminary, you know, uh, trying to finish, you know, my master's degree didn't have, um, didn't have any money. You know, money was tight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Money was tight, man. It was so tight. Mm-hmm. And so, um, we, you know, we were at a point, if I be honest, I want to say, uh, what was it? May, mm-hmm. May We we went out to, we came out here and visited mm-hmm. California and we had been talking with some friends of ours, uh, which we still love them, you know, but you know how we are sometimes some things are better in theory than they are practice. So, you know, mm-hmm. uh, things happen with that, but um still love them still and so they invited us out to their wedding and so i actually presided over their wedding mm-hmm. and um and this was in california yeah this is in california okay so, so i visited we, before the loop gotcha, gotcha yeah we yeah we visited so we came out here we took a visit and um again we were just coming out here to to preside over their wedding as well as just to spend time and they were like man all the time leading up to that they were like oh you guys should move to california move to california and my wife was super gung ho. She probably won't tell this part about it, but I'll tell it. Tell she it. Was tell like, the truth. She was. She was like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna do this if we move out there, Bay. It's gonna be this. It's gonna be that, and that, that, that." She was. I mean, she was on fire about moving. She. I was like, excuse me. I was like, I was like, hell no. I said, <laughs> I said, hell no. I ain't trying to go to no California. Yeah. You know. I said, I'm a Texas boy, so I'm not. You know, and. You know, my friend, the friends of ours, they were like, well, look, man, just apply for a position out here, whatever, whatever. So I applied for the position. I thought nothing of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Didn't I just did it just because they asked so I could shut them up. Mm-hmm. And the the Monday before we got ready to head back to Texas. Mm-hmm. Right. This is May. The Monday before we got ready to head back to Texas. Uh, my friend, he said, hey, man, get him a call. Just see if they called you. See if they reached out, whatever. So I said, all right, whatever. Just to shut him up. I did it. And. What happened was that I got a hold of them and they said, hey, man, thank you for calling us back. We have been trying to get a hold of you for about a week now. Mm. They had been trying to get a hold of me. They had left me voice messages, about two voice messages. And obviously I didn't pick it up because I didn't recognize the number. Right. Right. I didn't recognize the area code. So I didn't pick it up. I thought it was a bill collector. You know, you know how they go. So (laughs) you know how they go. So. Uh, <laughs> so I hit decline real quick. So I went and listened to the voice messages. They had been trying to get me for a phone interview and a virtual interview for the longest. Mm-hmm. And so I said, okay. So I got back to Texas and, um, you know, I, I told my wife, I, we sat down and we had a, and here's the thing. When you get ready to make a big move, you got to sit down with your spouse, significant other, whomever. You got to sit down and have a very real and candid yeah. conversation. Not a conversation of fluff. Mm-hmm. Not a conversation of, oh, this is going to be this, it's going to be that. No, you need to be like, here's what it looked like. Here's what we want. Here's what we don't have. How are we going to get it? Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. And so we sat down and we had a very candid conversation. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I told her, I said, straight up, I said, babe, now look, here's the list of stuff we need, whatever, whatever. We wrote it all out and I, and, and we prayed about it. And we told God, we said, look, the only way we are going to make this move, God, is if you set up every step of the way you have, you're going to have to line up everything, mm-hmm. line it up. You're going to have to line it up. 
And so I was I was being bold with it. I'm be honest with you. I was kind of challenging God. If if I, if I be honest, mm. I was I was challenging God at His word. You right? Right. I was calling Him out. I was like, "Come on, run my fade real quick." Since you say you God, talk to you know. So I was calling Him out, mm. and God said, "Okay, bet challenge accepted." <laughs> and so it never scared. It never scared, man. Challenge accepted, man. I'm telling you, we had. I had I I did the phone interview. I did a virtual interview with them, uh, with them, and with the organization. And I flew out here, and they pretty much told me on the spot, like, "You got the job. We'll just be in contact." Mm -hmm. So that was one part that was taken care of. I said, "Well, God, we gonna need like you know somewhere to stay. I ain't got you know a house and stuff because right out, out where we were staying at the time, you know, we were so tight on money that had we stayed another month longer." we would have had to move out because we wouldn't have been able to afford the rent. Right, right. And so um, it was very interesting because, uh, again, I asked God, God, you got to set up the car situation. You got to set up the housing, whatever. And our friends said, yeah, you gonna, you guys can stay here, whatever, whatever. We'll just split everything down the middle. Um, a car, we got an extra car. Don't worry about that. I said, okay. I said, all right, God, I hear you. I said, but how about we, how we getting out there, right? That was my thing. How, how we getting out there, mm -hmm. you know? How we plan paying for them tickets? That's a, that's that's nine hundred dollars total for my family, for my myself, my wife, for my three kids at the time. That was you know that was nine hundred dollar one way ticket. Mm -hmm. And what ended up happening was that the church that we were attending at the time, they they knew we were getting ready. They we wanted to move. We were getting ready to move. And they said, look, we just want to bless you guys. Wow. And they blessed us with with the money, with money spending money as well as money for tickets. Oh. And it all came together and God was like, so what you going to do now? What's good. What's good. And so I I had no choice uh -huh. but to succeed. I had no choice. Not succeed, I'm sorry. I had no choice but to, you know, submit to that and be like, okay, yeah. this is what you want from me. Mm -hmm. It's what you want for us. Mm -hmm. And so that's how the move happened. Um, it was a, it was one of those, it was a straight up faith move. It was not one of the moves of everything's meticulously planned and, it was a straight up faith move. God, if you don't do it, it won't get done. Mm. And that's how it happened. Wow. That's that's what's up. So okay. Awesome. So then that moves to the next question though. So now that you've made your mind up, you've had this real talk with your wife, you've had this faith talk with your with, with the Lord, and he's shown up and, and done the thing. So then Bring us to the to the moment where you and your family have traveled from Texas all the way to California, have moved in. Life is real in California. Where, like, where are you now, though? Like, was was there any moments of doubt, fear? Because you're here. All that took place before you got there. It all lined up, and now you're at you're in California. So paint the picture like did you have any moments of like oh man what was i thinking or yeah talk about that man um well let me say the day we got ready to leave let me start there the day we got ready to leave texas it was hell it was hell i won't lie to you it was hell because <laughs> we <laughs> we barely we we had to leave the house make sure the house was cleaned up and and cleared out whatever and we got to the airport we barely made it to the airport in time we got to the airport. We had, mind you, we had eight or nine or ten suitcases worth of luggage, right? Mm -hmm. And we have three little children. Mm -hmm. We have three little. Mm -hmm. And it's just me and my wife. Mm -hmm. And so 
we get we finally we get to checking in to Southwest. We check in our luggage, and and we check in our luggage, and and we getting ready to go to TSA because we trying to hurry up and get there to the gate. My son says, "Daddy, I gotta pee." I'm like, Come <laughs> on, bro. "You got you gotta help me out, bro. You, you gotta help us out." And so he say, "Daddy, I gotta pee." I'm like, "Oh no," and so. I take him go. I tell my wife and and other children go through the TSA. Just go, hurry up. They go. We get back through TSA. We hurry up and get to the gate. We barely make it to the gate. Right. We get on the plane. Sit down. Chill out. Okay. Cool. Then we get off in Houston. The plane was late getting to Houston from Dallas. So we get to Houston and we had to run. And you know how big Houston's airport is. It's huge. Man, we had to run <laughs> right. all the way across to the other side of the airport to get our flight from Houston to Oakland. And so it was crazy because we got there. My wife was out of breath. She was like, just leave without me. Just, oh, leave. No. Let's go. Just go. I was like, I ain't gonna lie. Now I look back on it. I crack up. We crack up about it now. But, and so that had happened. And so we got to California that night. Friends pick us up. It's late. You know, it's, it's super late at night. We get to the house. And I pass out. We get our luggage in. I literally pass out. And I mean, I didn't speak to nobody. I just pass out. I'm asleep. I wake up the next morning and I go outside. And the realization that I wasn't in Texas was when I looked up and I looked at the trees. Mm. And I looked at the trees and I said, I'm not in Texas anymore. And I've traveled a lot of places. You know, me and you, we've traveled a lot of places. Yes, yeah. We've been blessed to do that. Yeah. And so we've seen a ton of different things. But there was always in the back of my mind, we knew we were going back to Texas. Uh -huh. Right? We knew we were going back home. But this time, I couldn't connect to that feeling because right. I knew I wasn't going back. And so we, you know, I was out here. We were out here. And honestly, the first month, the first month, I was like, I'm ready to go. I'm like, I'm, I'm homesick. I don't need to be out here. This was stupid. Things with the, <laughs> the, the friends we were staying with were starting to deteriorate. Yeah. You know, uh, just just wasn't the best living situation. Um you know, and just when you have when you have families with two people, two two families coming together under the same roof is a little difficult because everybody's used to living their own way and their own style. So it's just it's just difficult like that. But um, it was man, it was it was getting difficult. And I was just like my wife was unhappy and my kids just needed their own space. And I was just like, God, I'm ready to leave. I say, I'm, I, why do we do this? This is stupid. This wasn't me. You know, this whatever, whatever. But but the Holy Spirit literally, I, I could not, I guess, muster up the courage per se, or muster up something inside of me to buy tickets to get back home, because mm. I knew we had nothing to go back to. Wow. It was it was it wasn't as if like you know you have parents or relatives back home who are real rich or wealthy and they like oh yeah here's here's some money here's a house you guys can just move back anytime you want. It was one of those things like we bought a one way, bro. We bought a one-way ticket. It wasn't a, a turnaround trip. This was a one-way. Right. So you you go out here to establish it, establish yourself. Go to a land. That's what God told Abram. Go to a land which I'm gonna show you. Period. Mm -hmm. This ain't no turnaround trip for you. I'm gonna show you. You go. Mm -hmm. You know. And so, you know, it was um, you know, it was it was tough. For honestly, it was tough about the first three months. It was very difficult. First 90 days was very difficult. But we started to find our groove. We started to get around people who, who just accepted us for who we are. 
you know, loved us, wanted to get to know us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wanted to get to know them, found a church home. Um, kids obviously started to grow, getting around people who, who had younger kids like us, you know. And so it just 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 growing and matriculating as we were living out here, man, it has it has become uh, quite the experience. It's become uh, something good, something positive for us. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's that's kind of what it was like coming out here if initially the first honestly the first 90 days were hell and i hated it i did <laughs> i hated it and and what i'm hearing you say like in in the time that you were wrestling or even like questioning like god what, what what's going on why is this happening or like just the the hardships from those 90 days um you you did not you did not give up you did not come back obviously because there was something to come back to. But also, it was like, it's almost like you had, you kind of put it in a practical sense, like, okay, God, just because things are rough, just because things are tough, does not mean that I'm not meant to be here. Mm -hmm. Like, you sorting through that, you pressing through, or just looking at things in a practical sense um, of, you know, maybe it's a living conditions, or maybe, you know, like, I mean, slowly but surely, like, things unveil, like, you got uh you guys had to be placed and like friends came and gone but like life happened and everything kind of eventually turned out so like yeah i want to i just want to highlight that moment like just because things are going bad does not equal oh it's not meant to be if anything uh god may be allowing those things to happen not to hurt you or harm you but to grow you and to change you and to push you into where you're supposed to be that's very true. That's that is very true. And I'm so glad you said that because that that is so accurate, because a lot of times, especially us millennials, you know, let's as we just call it what it is, millennials. Yeah. You know, we are we are prone to, oh, if it doesn't work, if it doesn't look promising in the first 30, 60 or 90 days, oh, I got to throw it away. Mm-hmm. That's how we that's how millennials treat relationships. That's how we treat like a probation. That, <laughs> exactly. We treat it like a probationary contract. If it's not working in the first 30, first 30, 60 or 90 days, well, we got to go another direction. We got to try something different. Well, maybe God is trying to teach you endurance and grit. Maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Maybe we're maybe we're supposed to be learning how to actually endure, how to deal with stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because some stuff ain't just like our phones where we can click the off button. Some yeah. things you just got to work through. Yeah. You know, that's why it's nowadays, you know, we I see a lot of young people our age, you know, they may get married, they want to get with somebody and they, you know, that person may do something wrong or something that irritates them or whatever. And they're like, oh, well, I just can't deal with that. That's toxic. It, it, it ain't about that. Maybe you just need to learn something from that. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? It may not be that they're just so wrong. Maybe mm-hmm. you need to change your perspective. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I, I had a perspective shift. That's mm-hmm. what I can say. The move to California shifted my perspective, my perspective on faith, mm-hmm. my perspective on uh, obedience, mm-hmm. my perspective on um, what is better in theory and what's better in practice. Mm-hmm. And, and and really also pr- shifted my perspective on um how big the world really is how big the world really is and as it as it relates to um it doesn't just revolve and <laughs> just what i tell myself life was not is not just dallas texas 
Mm-hmm. You dig what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Life ain't just Dallas, Texas. It ain't just Fort Worth, Texas. It ain't just Texas, period. I can drive up and through Texas all day with my eyes closed. I know it like the back of my hand. I do. Mm-hmm. But it ain't, life ain't just Texas. Life is bigger than that. So, yeah. You're hitting some really good points. So then before we go to commercial break, um, I want to tie it back into our topic. So like, at, so you picked up your family. You had, y'all, you had this amazing faith journey. Um, for God to show himself like hey this is where I want you to go and then you get there and you experience hardships so what what was that moment of that change of perspective where you faced those fears because sometimes uh, it's not necessarily us being aggravated or or having issues it, it could be fear so like talk about that fear that you uh, had to face and had to make those moves anyway Mm. that fear had to face. Jeez, man. That fear... Let like me tell you something. Oh, tell us. Yes. You know what? I had to start facing that fear that morning, that next morning I woke up and looked at the trees. Mm. I had to... I had to. That was That was when I knew that's when the, the fight started for me. Mm. Um, because fear of being in a new place, mm. fear of being in an unfamiliar place, fear of what if I'm not good enough to actually be in this place? Mm. Um, fear of what if I end up in the same situation that I was in in Texas in this new place? Mm. Um, yeah, I had to start fighting that right then. Mm. Um, and, I, and, and I realized, you know, like like in Jeremiah, where Jeremiah told the people, be strong. Well, God told Jeremiah, uh, uh, Joshua, I'm sorry. Uh, he told Joshua, be strong and courageous, right? He kept mm-hmm. telling him after Moses died, he kept telling him, be strong and courageous, be strong, and courageous. You know, I got you. Be strong, and courageous. I know, you know, things right now look a little tricky. They look a little scary. They look nerve wracking, but be strong and courageous. I got you. I'm going to take you somewhere higher and better, but you got to be strong and courageous. And so strength and courage is not in the physical body, but it's in the mind and in the heart. Mm-hmm. And, and so, I realized that and thinking about that, I, I look at for myself, I realized like, dude, you have to really, you have to mentally be strong while you out here and you have to take heart. Like you have to, you have to get more gusto. You know what I'm saying? You, you can't be, you're not in a place where you can just call your brothers or call a, call this person, that person, they can come down the block or come down the street or hit you up in 20 minutes and it's nothing. You're, you're away from everybody you've ever known. Yeah. yeah. Period. You're away from everybody you've ever known. Mm-hmm. You are 24 hours and some odd minutes away from everything you have ever known. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. And I, I had to make a decision a minute, no, no matter how much I hated it, no matter how much I was, I was mad, frustrated. I had to make a decision of like, dude, I got to nut up. Mm-hmm. Just simple. Simply put, I got to nut up. I can't be afraid. I can't. I cannot. Mm-hmm. Everything I face, just about every I've faced so many things I faced out here. They are new. They're new experiences, new challenges, new elevation, new everything. Right. But you you can't. You know, you, you don't get me wrong. It's good to have fear. Right. It's good to have fear because it keeps you alert. But you just you know, I, I can't allow the fear 
I can't allow the fear to like overtake me to run me to yeah. keep me from trying to keep me from putting my best foot forward and doing my best for my family. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I, I hope that answered the question. I probably went on the table. Oh no, it did. It definitely, okay. it definitely did. <laughs> like you, you basically, it's like you acknowledge what is going on and what's happening because oftentimes we ignore it or we don't even realize it. So the fact that you had that moment of stopping and realizing uh, this is what's going on, this is what's happening, acknowledging that you feel like you maybe you're not good enough or maybe this is not the right decision and you decided to just move forth anyway like that you you just faced it head on so then uh ease our listeners mind as you were facing the fear when or how did you experience peace because oftentimes when we think of fear i mean anxiety pops up i mean it's it's not a thing that we want to talk about. <laughs> like it's you know mm-hmm. it's a negative thing. And so, as you are making decisions, not just for yourself but for your family, um, in the midst of fear, how did you come to forms of peace, or how did you experience those peaceful moments, if you had any? Yeah, um, how I found some peace and finding peaceful moments um, was when I saw God move. When I when I when I saw God move and I could tell that me being out here and us being out here as a family was not by accident. Mm. It wasn't just by happenstance. It wasn't just cause we just thought it'd be a good move. No, it, it was purposeful and meaning it has a meaning behind it. And so that's, that's when I started to get peace, you know, seeing the hand of God really move in different areas, not just for me, for my wife, for my kids. Um, just watching that, seeing that, you know, whom we've been able to connect with, the stuff that I prayed for years ago, 2015, stuff I was praying for in 2015, seeing it come to pass in 2019 and 2020, seeing it like, wow, like, all right. And it may be like, okay, well, that, that's a long time. Yeah. But it's still, like I say, finding that piece of seeing, watching, watching God work, man. And also seeing, like, seeing my family flourish. Seeing mm-hmm. my kids thrive, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? All that kind of stuff. You know, them make friends, how they, they grow older and they're, you know, they, they want to learn how to do this and do that and go here and go there, you know, um, finding peace and finding peace in that. But another thing, um, straight up, and it's hope that somebody helps somebody, finding peace in the small moments. Yeah. Find peace in the small moments. It doesn't have it, to be it, a you know, a miraculous thing, big miraculous. Don't get me wrong. Watching God do great things I, that that gave me peace, knowing that he's with me. But it was the small moments, too. The small moments where my wife and I shared laughter that we hadn't shared in over three years. Wow. wow. You know, small moments where I, I could sit and watch my children dance and play in a way with a freedom that they hadn't been able to do in a long time. Mm. You know, being able watching watching things that um, um, myself, even in doing ministry or or whatever, seeing little things, little moments, little little things, mm-hmm. you know, finding peace in the small moments, mm-hmm. right? And of course, self-care, obviously, that's a big one. Self-care, yeah. finding peace in self-care, being being intentional, like you have told me ton and ton of time again, y'all, he won't, he won't say this, but I'm gonna say it. That, <laughs> this man has gotten on me more than my mama about taking care of myself. Please. And for real, but he always gets up. But 
but I thank you for telling me those things because even though you told me probably since 20, 2009 yeah. or 2008 to about yeah. 2018, yeah. I finally started to get it. And I, and I tell myself and I do little things turning my phone off. Yeah. You know, if it's a call, okay, I can't take it right now. I'm just, I'm intentional with my wife. We just, we just having our time. If yeah. I didn't take me some quiet time, I'm going to take me some quiet time. Yeah. You so. know, finding peace in that kind of stuff. So yeah. That if that answers the question, answer the question, yeah. Oh yeah, most definitely, most, most definitely. I mean, and we kind of we kind of segued off of other questions, but I mean, it, it definitely flowed. So we're gonna take a commercial break, and when we come back, uh, you're gonna share with us where you are now. We'll end this thing with some in the moment advice. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to In The Moment Podcast. Uh, for those that are maybe just tuning in, I am with my brother, Louis. Hey. Louis. And we were having such great dialogue just about facing our fears and making those moves. And so we're on the latter part of our conversation. And I have two more questions for you, my brother. All right, talk to me. Yes, sir. So it's been about two or three years um, that you are, you and your family are in California doing things, great things. You have went uh, through some, you know, times of just awesomeness and seeing the growth and facing the fear, experiencing peace. And so tell the people where you are now. Like, where are you uh, just now, just in, just in where you are? Like, where are you? Okay. Man, where I am now, you know what? Uh, well, pre-COVID, let me say pre-COVID, <laughs> pre-lockdown, pre um, in a good place, you know, busy, busy, man. You know, obviously I work, have my job that I work. Um, I work with California Army National Guard, Child and Youth Program, and so I'm over the entire state of California. Um, and so I am over the entire state of California as it relates to um, – children and youth programming for military youth and so it is it's crazy how god took me from um working as you know boys and girls club stuff you know whatnot but being faithful where i was and doing what i was supposed to do where i was to elevating me to where i am now and i'm thankful and i don't take it for granted no day you know there's not a day where i don't take it for where i take it for granted um and so just busy man i was i travel a lot you know um, different conferences, different things, uh, different trainings, and then of course youth pastoring at the Center of Praise Ministries. Shout out to our Bishop Bishop Parnham Lovelace Jr. Um, uh, and so good, man. Honestly, in a in a good place, busy, constantly think, you know, being active, wanting definitely needing to do better about self care, you know. But um, honestly, doing well. And then now with COVID, I'll be honest. Now with COVID, I'll be honest. One thing that I had to I was struggling with was the balance part when COVID, mm -hmm. when the stuff first hit and we had to first start working from home and all that, mm -hmm. I was struggling with balance because, you know, for me, I, when I ever go, whenever I go work, you know, whatever I'm out, I was out of the house working. So, you know, at the church or whatever, but it was outside the house. When I came home, I, when I crossed the threshold of my door, my door front, I stopped, you know, work stopped right then. And that was that. <laughs> And but now it, it came with me. And so that was a struggle for me, honestly, for about three months. It was a big struggle. 
Uh, it was very difficult. But, um, you know, now we've been here in California, I want to say honestly, since about 2018. Um, yeah, so 2018 to present, man, it's been it's been a good ride. It really has been, man. We've been able to connect with a lot of good people, uh, just meeting people who have a heart for God, but also have a heart for just loving people. Um, want to just, you know, obviously do right by folks, love people, mind their business. You know what I'm saying? We don't do no drama, no mess, you know, but also getting a chance to go out and experience more of the state, you know, and, and see some of the, 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 the scenery and the, the sights that, you know, California has to offer. So that has been a, a blessing, you know, especially California being, being it's California is like a magical place when it comes for like children, honestly, mm-hmm. Uh, children like, oh my God, it's California. We're gonna see mountains, and we're gonna go play in the snow in May. You know, it, <laughs> it's crazy, but but uh, but yeah, it's such a it's 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 been good, man. I honestly can't complain. It's been well. Awesome, man. Awesome, awesome. And see, that's what people want. That's what people should hear. Just the entire, like, just the the flow, starting from the very beginning uh, to where you started, and those thoughts, and having those moments with God. Um, going through the little terrain, and then now we're at this uh, this good place of just peace, and and, you, and life is still happening. There's, I'm sure there's still things that you're asking and seeking God for. There's still some fears and worries, but like, yeah, it's it's really happening, really happening for you. And I'm, and if nobody else tells you, you know, your brother gonna tell you. I'm beyond proud of you, man. Beyond proud of you. I appreciate it. I yeah. so appreciate it, man. You, you know, you have been, and, and people don't know this, but I'm going to share it. Um, this brother, man, you have been, I honestly, one of the most loyal people I've ever met in it's like period. I mean, when we had, and I'm going to tell I want the viewers, the, the listeners to hear this, man. When we had my sister's children, um, when we had seven kids in the house, man, this man, was the only person aside from my mom maybe being able to come every so often but she had to work a lot but this man was the only person that came just about every other weekend mm-hmm. just to see how we were doing and take one or two kids off our hands just so that we could get a break yeah he would he would come over there and he would sit with all seven kids sometimes so my wife and i could just go and have two hours to ourselves <laughs> to just to just chill and kick it like seriously it 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 it, it's amazing, man. And even moving out here, man, still loyal, still loving, you know, you know, still caring, man, still faithful, still dedicated, bro. So I, I thank you, bro, from the bottom of my heart, man. You have been a phenomenal brother and friend. And I, people always ask me, say, you got any, any brothers? I say, yeah, I got a brother. And, you know, I tell them I got a brother. They be like, oh, can I meet him? I'm like, nah, I'm very protective of him. He, he know that. He <laughs> don't know. But he know it. I'm protective. So I don't be like, nah, you can't meet him. Nah, you can't. You ain't, uh, you ain't, y'all, I don't know what your intentions are, so you can't meet him. So, <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah. yeah, man. But seriously, bro, I thank you so much, man, for real, for just being that, being that um, person to step in and love on us, man. When everybody else, you know, really, really shied away from us, even in college, yeah. you know, we got ready to have our first baby, and, and yeah. people were dogging us. Yeah, you know, you were still loving on us, man. People yeah. dogged us in college. Dog me and my wife when we when we first got pregnant with our daughter, our oldest daughter, and yeah. I mean just really talked bad about us. But he still he came, he stood, he came by the house, 
loved on us, just kicked it with us. Didn't even if he didn't understand some stuff, still came by and just sat with us, just present. So thank you, bro. I understand so, but I was like, hey, this ain't it's not my business. I'm just here as a friend. <laughs> well, man, I appreciate the kind words, man. You know me. I'm just, you know, we just trying to make it in this life, man. So wrapping up, man, wrapping up, let the people know one final thing in relation to my in the moment podcast what advice uh final words would you give our listeners who are in the moment thinking about making that move but they may be afraid they may have doubts what advice would you give them Mm. if anybody's out there if you're thinking about making making a major life move as it relates to um, whether it be moving across the country or um, changing, you know, your career path or or whatever. If it's, if it's a big change or a big shift you're thinking about, hmm, I want to make sure I word this properly. Um, real, but properly. Um, I would encourage you to pray about it, obviously. First thing, be in prayer about it. I don't think you should ever make a move without the, the guidance and the the unction of the Holy Spirit. You should not make any major life move unless, you know, guided by the Holy Spirit. Um, but if you get the go ahead, I'm going to say this and I'm going to just be real, real. If if you get the thumbs up, go ahead, make that move. Give them hell. <laughs> give them hell. Go for it. Go. Go. Life is too short. And time moves too quickly for us to not go after the things we want real talk if you're thinking about making a move across the country go do it because if 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 you prayed about it and it's on your heart for a reason if it's heavy on your heart it's a reason why it's not it's not by happenstance your destiny could be lying in another state wow your destiny literally the fulfillment of your destiny and your purpose so that future generations can benefit off of what you have done could be sitting somewhere in Atlanta, could be sitting in Washington, could be sitting in California, could be sitting in in, in D.C. or something, could be sitting in Florida, could be sitting in Louisiana. Your destiny is waiting on you, but what are you waiting on? Mm. Powerful words, man powerful words well man thank you so much thank you so much for being an amazing guest amazing friend and brother and everybody remember let the past be the past worry less about the future and live in the moment yes sir